Welcome friends to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm Ben, it's episode 236, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello, friend. Hey. Hi. And we're joined by a very blurry background adult. Hi. Hey. Yeah, you know, the basically Discord picked up the NVIDIA bot broadcast from before, and I was too lazy to switch to this blur background, and I don't think it really matters. Nah, it makes my room look slightly fine. more tidy. <laughs> only a little, only a little yeah, bit. Um, good, good. Uh, let's get into um, what we're drinking, and then we can have some lovely chats about all of the games that we've been playing. Um, who am I going to first? Adol, I'll come hey. to you first. Sure. Um, even though it's November now. Uh, I have the last of my uh, October Festi box. Oh, yeah. Well, so you're going to be cursed for seven years now. Yeah. 700 years, according <laughs> to the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a Feist beer, Fest beer, rather. Um, 6% uh, proudly Bavarian. That's what it says. I don't know what a Fest beer is. I presume it's an October Fest beer. But. I'm just using a, some in, induction rather than real deduction. I have no strong evidence. Uh-huh. I, I have drunk that beer. Yeah, I kind uh, of figured I also, I also didn't know what it was. It was. Yeah. But that's fine, isn't it? That's fine. Um, cool. You crack that one. Uh, Lucy, what are you drinking? Um, nothing today. I have no beers that would be unique other than Steady Rolling Man. And okay. uh, we're in lockdown now. We need to grab a hold of our precious beers and yeah. save them. <laughs> we'll see so, if yeah, this, this, this new lockdown, lockdown two, what are we calling it? Lockdown two, the electric locking. Yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, how that presents itself with buying habits and whether we sort of change or didn't change back or whatever happens which i'm sure we'll talk about in the coming weeks uh as things happen i have two beers uh they're both big boys i'm gonna drink the double ipa first at eight percent because it's the slightly lower abv oh, beer. Wow. I, I, mean, I don't know why everything that jumped out to me the last trip to the bottle shop were all eight percent plus there's I mean, nothing lower than that that I picked up. Like I was just saying, mm -hmm. it sounds like uh, exactly what we all are feeling what with the current mm -hmm. world climate in all of the ways. Mm. Yes. yes. Um, and in celebration of um, you know, America and them hopefully not electing a complete cunt don't, again. Don't um, you say words out loud. Uh, yeah. I'm That's why I've been avoiding the internet today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink an Irish beer because, as I read today, a lot of their presidents have Irish heritage. Um, mm -hmm. Even Obama, loads of them. All the, like the modern ones, the Bushes, so many of them. Uh, but this is a beer from Whiplash. 
It's called Apocalypse Dreams. It's an Amarillo double IPA. Ooh. It has got Marisotta, wheat malt, oat malt, and Amarillo in it. Mm. As I said, it's 8%. I like my whiplash beers. Mm-hmm. I almost and probably did. after today, we're all going to have whiplash. Oh, so, you boy, know. Yoy, yoy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had a double Irish week. I thought I'd save the other one for uh, for next week, just in case we need to commiserate with our Irish friends. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, there's, there's there's there. yeah, I'm trying to totally. find an Irish passport. I can't find one. <laughs> the black market. That's it, mate. Yeah. You need to just pretend that one of your relatives comes from there. and Yeah. All of that. Uh, Adol, back to you. <laughs> Which is a very, uh, very uh, inside joke that nobody will get unless they watch like the second Charlie's Angels movie. Oh, wow. Can't say yeah. I have. <laughs> is it, oh, full Throttle. Is, is that, that the one? Cool? Well, I don't know. I think I've not seen it, but I'm pretty sure I just it's remember Full Throttle. one joke from it where uh, Bernie Mac is a. Uh, they're in Ireland for some reason. I don't know. And then he says that he's Irish with in an American accent, and he's like, "Have you not heard of uh, Black Irish?" <laughs> and that was the joke. Yeah, I mean that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean that's... he's a much funnier man than that movie deserves. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Using one of his Hollywood jokes to represent him probably isn't the. Uh... The best yes, way. full throttle, two thousand and three. Jeez, good knowledge. Good. No, knowledge. actually, like literal, not good knowledge. Useless <laughs> knowledge. Bosley, Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about good comedians who were in that. Although, was was Bill Murray in the second one or just the first one? Couldn't tell you. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna Good talk job. about my beer yes um this is it it is brown oh actually oh. maybe i shouldn't have <laughs> it is blurry because of the stupid nvidia thing not knowing thing this isn't your face uh <laughs> but you can get the color um it's very very clear like you can literally see my face through it although with the beard it probably just looks yeah. more like a goblin uh, and halloween was last week um it's <laughs> sort of a honey amber color uh you, but you can still see the bubbles coming but it poured with an exceptionally thin head um it, it smells kind of happily no i think i drank this as part of my big your your big clear yeah. out yeah like hey yeah. i have this many beers hanging out what if i drank them all yeah. sorry my computer just turned off um screen uh yeah so <laughs> sweet appley that's a really refreshing um very easy to go down uh more of that sort of appley taste um light bitterness on the finish you don't notice like the sweetness uh sort of fades you get a light bitterness with a touch of malt um it's a german beer <laughs> uh yeah it's like a german amber it's what it tastes like uh i really like the crispness um on the start um 
the mouthfeel is exceptionally light for a 6% beer. Like, unless you really pay attention to the fact that it kind of clings to your tongue, I think because the taste is really quick and quite mm-hmm. crisp, you can mistake this for like a 4%, 4% sort of a lighter lighter beer. Um, yeah, I mean, sort of all I need to say about it right now. It's just really yeah. crisp. Um, this is like a good late summer beer i would say i guess october on the continent um because it's 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 not quite like generic lager in the park satiating of just like cool refreshing but because it has something else but it can live in that it's not super hot and i want a little more taste out of my beer but i'm still gonna i could easily drink this really quickly i will try not to um because like i said there is an interesting taste curve even if it's quick it's a nice easy flow between that sort of crisp apple taste to the slightly bitter and malt um finish but yeah re- really easy to drink um i might have to find out if there are other fest beers to to have um just based on this yeah yeah i i saw um uh, I've got no idea where it was posted, but I'm, I think Cloudwater have done one um, very recently, if not this week or last week or something like that, you know. Um, what was that on? I'm sure I saw a, a post of a few new Cloudwater beers and they had a fest beer in there. And I did a quick Google um, about fest beer. Hmm. No, I'm not asking you for anything. Go away, you automated robot person woman thing um best beer the beer actually served at munich's oktoberfest mm. it's is related to oktoberfest but a definitely distinct style it's a pale lager with a clean pilsner malt biscuit bent i don't think that's the word that's meant to be used there with some additional toasted malt flavors in support that's from beerandbrewing.com yeah so it's a hoppy seasonal lager um yeah yep deep gold Like I said, not quite your summer lager. Mm-hmm. Nice, but yeah, cool. it's good. It's nice, and and uh, it does. Like I said, I think what I like most about it is that it gives me sort of those because there has a bit of that mouth feel and a little more of that strength and like that more taste to the crispness. Uh, it just is more satisfying um, to to sap than than a lager on a colder mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Nice, good. Uh, so, for me, the Whiplash, the Amarillo double IPA, Amarillo, it's got a very light nose. Um, it's, it's, it's tropical sort of fruits, but it's almost got this uh, like bubblegum sweetness in the nose as well. It's, it's very, very thick. It's just a solid color. Mm. <laughs> um, a little lighter maybe at the at the top kind of through but yeah pretty pretty yellow little bit of an orange hint to it as well yeah very very light nose Ooh. Ooh. Mm. oh that's actually like super crisp yeah. wasn't just not that there's this carbonation to it which kind of rushes through and keeps it really um really light and really sort of uh, um almost feels 
like when you drink it, it kind of lifts you very slightly because that carbonation and that that refreshing sort of crispness just kick in, and it brings with it both a nice tropical fruit flavor, little sweet. So that bubblegum sweetness I was getting in the nose doesn't push through in the flavor as much, but it is it is just there. And there's some sort of um, sort of sweet tropical fruits going on. But it has that, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a double IPA. You get that from kind of the bit of the viscosity that you're getting through it. But also it has a, a, a dankness to it as well. But that pairs quite nicely with this, this creaminess. Hmm. Almost, um, you know, it's kind of the... It, it almost feels like when you have something like um, an ice cream pail that you have that sort of, that lightness, that slight kind of sweetness from a lactose, but also a creaminess, a very crisp, very cold sort of refreshing feel to it as well. And um, this this doesn't have any lactose in it. I imagine a lot of that is probably coming from the oats, maybe from the Amarillo as well. But that's very, very nice. Mm. Oh. oh, Nice. That's Whiplash. They make mm. good beers. Never had a bad beer from them. No. Don't think I ever will. I think saying that that dankness kicks in, that creaminess is there, but I think maybe you can just tell that it's a little bit bigger, that it is an 8% beer as well, from a little bit of sort of residual alcohol sweetness mm. in there once those tropical fruits have died down a little bit and they're leaving that sort of um that kind of slightly bitter slightly dank finish that creamy finish on there that sweetness that's left it does feel a little alcoholic rather than it being that that tropical sweetness mm -hmm. you know those tropical notes are gone and it's just left me with this not not a burn as such, but kind of that feel that you have when you've had a shot of tequila or a shot of vodka or something, and the burn is gone, but you're still left with that sort of alcohol vapor kind of yeah. feel that you get in your mouth. Definitely a little bit of that on this as well. So it's it's I mean there's a lot going on in there. Mmm. Mmm. This is good. Sounds like I'm gonna pour the rest of it. Yeah. Pour the rest of it into my glass. Yeah, there we go. I I need more whiplash in my life. Me too, actually. Mm. I need to I take a walk to to the bottle shops. Not actually, what I need to do is um, uh, Redland Stores, which is cl quite close to me, have been mm -hmm. advertising on Instagram and stuff that they they have like a wall of craft beer. Um, oh really? A lot of nice. local stuff, but some stuff like they have Dea in stock in a way that I haven't Ooh. normally seen in other places. Why um, aren't you there now? Uh, <laughs> good question. Um, so I think before lockdown, I might um might take a trip with a backpack and and load up for the next couple couple thousand mm -hmm. weeks. Um, I would I would assume they're probably an essential store though, so they'll still yeah. be open. I just yeah. meant because minimizing trips. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so that's exciting for me because uh, mm -hmm. I haven't really been going to the bottle shops nearly as often, um, mm -hmm. even 
post first lockdown it just got out of the habit and it's a lot yeah, cheaper than same. ordering um obviously online yeah. and stuff usually um so yeah that that's exciting it just because it's another place because other than that better foods that's even closer to my house sort of down the hill they mm. have arbor and they have some other ones and so a couple of times like the more recent arbors i've had are from them um and they've got a lot of local uh pretty much just sort of local brewers um but they're not cheap so it's because I mean, the whole store isn't cheap it's it's like yeah it's mm. great for being a vegetarian and especially when you want to cook um international foods and stuff and like getting quality ingredients is really good and sometimes some things are not expensive but it's still like you don't do your whole shop there because you would go poor yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of those stores you pick up the little bits yeah the bits yeah. and or bobs <laughs> yes exactly what you need from those places yeah. beers being the bobs obviously um nice. yeah nice yeah so uh one thing i would sort of say is a lot of bottle shops and maybe even and and, and brewers as well you know when first lockdown happened they had a bit of a transition to sort of online sales a lot of them had to, to put together sort of web stores and stuff yeah and if if you're thinking of going to um, say someone like Bottles and Books, which put together their own web store, yeah. if you think I actually, I, you know, I'll, I'll do the walk, I'll go up there and I'll, I'll get some beers. Having a quick look online to see what they've got in might either, um, you know, push you to taking that trip a little bit further, or you know, stop you from and thinking I will just grab sort of local if it's the same sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of in the shops, and it's probably a good way for people to work out what might be an essential trip. Obviously, beer is essential, but uh, it, it, maybe if you're kind of people like uh, you know, like the three of us who constantly looking for new beers, we have our sort of our staple beers that we come back to, but also we're always looking for new stuff. It's just a good way to sound out whether a trip is necessary yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah i mean i, yeah, I i've never been to redland stores so i'll have to take a look just to see um what other stuff i can like i'll go there like i said this week and then see okay so what do they have that way the next time i want to um buy that those things i can just go buy some beer buy some groceries and then mm -hmm. not feel like i'm the worst <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think it's easier said than done. I think it's great. It's great that more places are getting in you know, local breweries. Oh, Lucy, when you went to uh, or, or saw in like a local Morrison's, so they had Brummy Brewery in mm. there as well at some point. And Co-op have always been quite a good sort of store for getting in local yeah. breweries. Uh, but I think that's spreading a little bit as well. And there's a there's a news agent's down. Um, it's I wouldn't be able to walk it. It's a bit of a drive. It's sort of more towards the city centre, but on the main road, basically for me, um, it's called something news and booze. You know, it's one of those kinds of places where they have chillers full of like wines and standard lagers and stuff like that. But um, my neighbour said that they have started stocking Arbor in there now nice. um and it is just kind of crap there is proliferating the market that little bit more and getting into 
those places so like with redland stores and better foods and there's in the southfield deli as well and they do a load of um kind of local breweries to like wiper and true and arbor and stuff so within your vicinity hopefully listener within your vicinity places are more inclined to start stocking much more of a variety of uh, beers hopefully the industry whilst it's not massively shifting that way i imagine craft beer is still a very very low percentage of sales mm. maybe maybe in the double digits maybe um and obviously with supermarkets doing it more it's still good to support your smaller local independent places whether that's a bottle shop or whether that's a small franchise of local stores or going directly to the brewery yeah just do what yeah. you can i suppose yeah so I've been doing just going yeah. straight to Burning Soul. Um, yeah, it's been over ten months since or around that nine months or something like that. Mm. Since I went to um, like my regulars, like Sturchley Wines and Cartridge Wines. So yeah, I'm sure they're still doing fine. So in fact, so my. Do they offer kind of delivery or anything like that? I'd, I'd well, be way really? too far. It's on the other side yeah. of the city for me. So yeah, um, right. It, it saved me in petrol. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I filled up like twice this year. <laughs> it's been <Nuts>. great. <laughs> That's perfect, especially when yeah. it dropped down to under a pound. Did it really? Mm. Well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it came down to about ninety mm. p. I think. Yeah. The world is nuts this year. Who knows what's going to happen next? Hopefully, just excellent beers constantly for the next month at least. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what the effects of kind of a second lockdown will have on the industry. Hopefully, mm. and I don't think it's gone through yet. But this um, this duty tax as well that was kind of coming in, they were changing the um, changing the kind of wording on the amount that was being brewed and whether you then qualified for this and stuff and that was really going to hit a local load of smaller brewers and actually mm. kind of brexit and covid at least in the uk has kind of stalled a lot of normal business in terms of government policy and things like that so hopefully it does stall that at least for a little bit yeah. longer for them enough to at least reconsider what they're what they're doing with that but, um so we'll see what this landscape is like in another month's time it's slightly different now than it was at the start of the year yeah. and last year not hugely but a little bit different yeah i mean as you say people have got their ish together with like setting up web stores and stuff like that so mm. they're hopefully better equipped to um do it and i think you know we could all foresee that this was going to happen again <laughs> i mean yeah the numbers were not going down <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, not to get too political, but the fact that we knew this weeks ago and we didn't... September, wasn't it? Yeah, we didn't yep. do anything really because yep. the economy um, means yeah. the economy is just going to... Like, it's all just short-run thinking. Like, like any longevity th thoughts would not result in these decisions. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, reactive, not proactive. So. Um, but, yes. well, reactive to, ah, we can't lose money now, not... 
<laughs> it's not even like like it's like it's even if you were reactive, you would have done something different. Which is why again, probably kids have to be in school. <laughs> um, universities have to be open because university towns can't survive, etc. There's other reasons, but like all all that stuff is like, yes, we're going into lockdown. The two big things that triggered this escalation that were different were schools and universities, and we saw the mm -hmm. initial like surges coming from those areas and then hitting the other areas. And now they're like, well, these other areas are, we'll stop them, go back to working at home, but we'll still keep the initial red zones because teachers are students are the most incestuous, filthy people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> zero sense to me. I mean, as someone who was a student for the better part of 20 years, I can't deny what you're saying. Let's move on to games um, <laughs> this week. Uh, who's going to start? Lucy, I'll come to you first this week. Uh, what do you want to chat about? Uh, I finished Super Lucky's Tale. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The game continued to impress me, just how charming and polished it was. Um, controlled great. Um, on the way to like 100% in like most of it. So, yeah, I really, mm. really enjoyed it. Really impressed with that. I finished Carto. Um, oh, the nice. cartography puzzle game that mm. came to Game Pass last week or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the puzzles were a little obtuse, not quite. Yep clear on what the game wanted from me but those puzzles were pretty much few and far between most mm -hmm. of it was um was some really well thought out puzzles um you know some to do with like you know fitting together these pieces of the map sort of like a jigsaw and there's some were, like more cryptic puzzles of where to position the different parts of the map and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, I, I haven't finished it yet but i liked the um the volcano uh, wow, level you're where, um, mm. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, good. Okay. There's ten chapters. Oh. I think that's like the seventh or something. Okay, I've so. I've just gone back to the original island. Yeah, so you're you're really far. Okay. Oh, cool. You got like nice. two more levels. I'll bash. I'll bash another hour out into it uh, at yeah. some point. Um, but I really like the volcano level where you go. Mm. You're up on the surface and then you go down underground. And like, sorry. The thing that you normally do doesn't actually work here. You then have to, and it's not hard to, but you then have to memorize where the entrance is to the next um, sort of square is, come <laughs> back up, turn the square on the surface, and then go back down and sort of do it like that. And I thought that was a, that was a nice, very simple um, sort of change up for what had come. Yeah. I completely agree with some of the puzzles. Some of them were just really obtuse and actually the only uh notion you had of any kind of uh, hint or solution to it was through one sentence in some dialogue with a character mm -hmm. um you know they might give you a direction and you're like okay sure which yeah. way is that okay that's that and then you have to do those sorts of things or some slight movement of things which might just you know deter or suggest the way that you should be kind of moving and things yeah and yeah. yeah there were some there were some very uh, uh some stuff that you definitely had to get your head around but even then um they did give some nice cues for things um mm -hmm. the big forest area there were some nice musical cues 
for uh, for some of the puzzles, some of the, and again, some slightly more obtuse puzzles in that kind of densely mm -hmm. forested area, but they did give a few cues to try and help you through that. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And as you're saying, I think they get a lot of mileage out of that simple mechanic um, because every chapter you have like a different um, way of using that mechanic and different mm. puzzles and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I think that, I think they, it, it, it never goes stale over those six hours because always switching up um, yeah. what you exactly have to do. So that's nice. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Very pleasant, very cozy game. Nice art style. Um, mm. You know, even the comic sans looking <laughs> text is quite cozy <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, just a really enjoyable game. Definitely recommend it if you have Game Pass or if you don't. So I, I, I was very prepared to pay 15 quid for it, almost did. Then I saw it was coming to Game Pass, so I was like, mm. nope. Um, so yeah. <laughs> very good. Uh, I haven't played... I don't think I've played anything else other oh. than a game that you might be interested in, Ben, in particular. Oh. It's called Pacer, which I knew nothing about, really, until someone sent me a code for it. Um, mm -hmm. And then I was just like, oh, this is this looks like Wipeout. <laughs> it looks like a 21st century oh. Wipeout. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, and, and the thing with these, like, driving games are... Like I, I used to really like driving games, like back in the day, and I think everybody mm -hmm. did because they they were the showpieces of consoles, and it's yeah. you know very hard to get a racing game wrong, to be honest. But, and good multiplayer experiences, and with something like um, Grip, which came out, I think last year, yes, which is yep. basically a spiritual successor to Roll Cage, which I was always mm. like, why don't they make another Roll Cage? And then they did. And then I barely played it. <laughs> so I think like the, the the thought and memory of those games is probably stronger than um, my actual desire to yeah, play them. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. yeah. But I gave I gave out I gave Pacer a try. It's uh, I'm playing it on PC. It, it, it's a really good looking game, um, as you'd expect from a racing game, really. Uh, yeah, the computer handled it fine. Um, put all the settings on ultra, and it, yeah, it's just beautiful shiny uh, nice. like futuristic kind of look that wipeout has um and had i think i think someone who even worked on that series worked on this game oh i think mm. they're a dev studio from like all different uh walks of life in the game industry but you know a lot of pedigree um yeah but yeah it really shiny really beautiful i think they've got enough in it that i was, I was cycling through all the maps that they have that it looks like they that you unlock over time when you basically earn in-game credits and um the more you do the more you know laps that you do the more races that you do so those things unlock over time so there's always that incentive to mm -hmm. go back play a, you know do a few races and you've unlocked this place and you, you can unlock you know obviously new skins and stuff like that for your car and um you know you can unlock different times of day to play these tracks as well so uh there's enough to keep you occupied in that in that sense um mm -hmm. how does it how does it handle is it is it more yeah, like it really good. a wipeout sort of yeah style game yeah yeah you like drifting and drifting i mean 
yeah. you've got you've got a left brake and a right brake on the two triggers. Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah, it just feels really nice, really fluid to to do that. Um, and yeah, it is very much wipeout. You like sort of hovering um, and firing. It's good when you look at like just fire weapons at uh, at the AI who don't mess about. By the way, I struggle to even beat beat the beat the AI. So uh, they've got that. Might have to drop that down to easy, but to actually get a win. Um, what one of the uh, modes that I actually really enjoyed was the battle royale mode. Which really? Is, yeah, which is basically there's this dome over the racers, and it gets it gets smaller and smaller as time goes by, and that's it, it gets smaller from like the front as well. So it's not like you're always having to you know just be as fast as you can and speed ahead, because it start the dome starts drawing in from ahead of you as well. So it's like you're having to slow down and kind of you know manage acceleration and deceleration oh, wow. to oh. stay in that like dome so is it like and... on an on an open field no or... it's still on the track still on the track it's still, oh, it's okay. still on the track nice and it's like so it's like oh you're outside of the dome you, your shield's going down you have a shield and just a random health uh mm. bar as well it's like those are going down the longer you stay out of the dome and basically have to make sure you're in there all the time and not go too far ahead because you'll be out of the dome in that side so best i came in that is second <laughs> yeah but, um Fair. yeah i i think it's 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 a good one of those it's very well made i hope it finds an audience i imagine it will it's just it's just how much longevity that has i don't know if like uh how populated the multiplayer maps are going to get mm-hmm. how long it'll take people to unlock all the modes or the um different ships and stuff like that so an interesting thing about the ships is that you can tailor them so you can have them more defensive or offensive or or um, nice and it isn't just like oh this one's just better at handling and this one's better at speed which is usually the only two deviations most racing games out Mm -hmm. you can also customize like the the, their defensive and offensive attacks brilliant nice nice so you can pick the the model that you want and tailor it to your sort of play style a little bit more that's very very cool um yeah i did just have a quick twitter uh and Mm -hmm. it's made by r8 games Mm -hmm. who are based in middlesbrough in the uk Brits. Well, isn't the original Wipeout team from? Aren't they from over here as well? Maybe. How am I getting that wrong? Maybe. Hmm. Well, well fellow Brits. Mate, well done. You made a decent guy. Twenty <laughs> years ago. It's more than that, wasn't it? No way we remember that. No. no. But. But yeah, it really solid solid game i'll probably put some more time into it just because it's like great to look at and just get in a few time trial modes or something like that which would be good yeah. but yeah i do recommend it if you're looking for that style of game i don't know who those people are there's probably mm-hmm. a lot of them i just may not be one of them but it, but yeah it's it, it's definitely got the flashiness and the coat of paint to it um and yeah most importantly it handles really well nice Nice, good, good, and that's that's exactly what you want from a like a a, a high speed, tight mm-hmm. track kind of racing game. If the handling is 
even just a little bit off, mm. you will just leave that very, very quickly. <laughs> um, you know, you you have a little bit more leniency, I think, when you're playing something which has a bit of a wider uh, kind of track to play on. Um, what was the one that came out that died instantly last year on Rush? Ha! Yeah. Sorry, um, I I was like, I wonder what he's going to say, and then you said a thing like, "What was that?" Oh, like I just I, the died instantly, like happened in reverse in my brain, and I couldn't help but be yep. like, mm. "Called it on rush." On rush had those wider tracks, mm. and uh, and the handling wasn't it was good, but it wasn't great but yeah. because it had those bigger areas. You could forgive it that little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you you know when you're playing Wipeout, you need it to be precise. You need yeah. that level of uh, of mastery to have mm-hmm. to it to know that you will be better than kind of yeah. other people through that and through practice and skill yeah. and, and those sorts of things, rather than just being able to be like, I yeah, I bounced off a wall is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'll still I'm still first. I'll be first forever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I, I was bouncing off a lot of walls in this game for for the first bit of it. But yeah, <laughs> those you know those left break and right break on triggers just feel so so good, so natural. There is one nitpick that I have where every now and then I don't know what 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 um caused it. There was something you know relative that, to the match and to the race that was going on, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden this just like bright white light just comes on your screen and it's like. You know, epilepsy warning if anyone, you oh. know, suffers from that. Like, it's pretty bright. And I, I looked at it in the settings. I don't know if it's because I don't know what the name of this particular event is, but I couldn't mm. find a way to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, geez, when you're playing, like, you know, I've got a 32-inch screen TV, not TV, monitor, and it's like, I'm only sitting a few inches away from it, and when that just, you know just in your face every now and then. I was just like, yeah. I, I don't want this. So well, if anyone knows... Was it some kind of um, was it some kind of weapon that the enemies used against you? I, it or might be, random? or... or <laughs> it felt like someone was literally in my room throwing a flashbang at me. Jesus. Is that bright? Um, <laughs> just, I, I don't know. Just straight yeah. in your face. They, they pop it on every now and again. Yeah, I, I need to play it more to see what. Like, what is this? What, what is happening? Mm. But yeah, it might be someone I've just taken off that much of my shield, and I'm now down onto my final bits of health, or, or something, or something. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Mm. Mm. It sounds interesting. Definitely, I, I did see it only came out sort of towards the end of uh, October. I think the 28th or 29th yeah, last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. It's only been out a few days, and mm-hmm. we've seen a little bit with games and multiplayer games that have released this year, where they've very quickly not necessarily turned off the servers, but have scaled <laughs> back the expectations of the game. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know what, what how many I, people are playing it right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what the what the issue has been this year with some multiplayer games struggling to find an audience uh, because you would think that actually this year would be the, you know, one of the easier years with people being in, but maybe it's just the amount of choice that people have. You know, if, if your controls aren't as tight as 
they should be if the gameplay is lacking something that you're gaining from you know a different game perhaps people will disappear pretty swiftly yeah. i suppose you steam early access so i'm looking at the steam charts so i did I, i'm pretty sure it said it was uh all the all the consoles uh no not all the consoles pc ps4 and xbox one hmm. um for pacer because the so you uh, can probably find the steam uh, details very easily but i don't know whether you would for either of the consoles um but yeah because the steam charts isn't looking promising i'll just say that uh was this in access i don't think so am i looking at the right game <laughs> I think... oh yeah I don't my phone battery is too low for me to google it can't see any reviews before, but that would have been an early access review and something else. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, shall we do the Steam comparison reviews? Ah, yes. Ooh. Do you have those up? Ooh. Yes, I do. Oh, uh, good. Right. Our often but not regular. Yeah, it's segment. been a while since we've done that segment. I yeah. almost forgot it was a thing. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we just had a swath of games which didn't have Steam reviews. Because yeah. they weren't on Steam, yeah. and there's not well, really were, good analogs yeah. for, like, community nonsense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me read a bad one first. Get that out of the way. Well, negative, rather necessarily mean the review's bad um uh some people are saying that they've had issues with bugs i haven't ex i didn't experience anything but i didn't play the game extensively mm. so yeah i'll read this one um this is a this is from ni scion who's got 18 hours on, uh, 80 18 <laughs> 16.9 at the time mm -hmm. of the year. A game that came out only three days ago, 80 yeah. hours seems like a lot. I mean, 18 is a lot. So. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're giving it a negative review, but um, at Steam. Um, they say, this is a good game, not a great game. It has its flaws. Notably, several tracks being complete garbage, exploitable customization, overly easy AI. Okay, well, you're much better at this game than me. Uh, <laughs> It also has its strong points, such as the weapon system being a massive leap overhead uh, over the classic item roulette. I think this guy plays mm -hmm. Mario Kart, which I do not trust this person. Mm. Um, uh, purely <laughs> if they play Mario Kart. Steam uh, review number two. <laughs> Move um, on, Mario yeah. Kart Man 4. Um, they say there's no, no way to rewind controls, which is... That's disappointing. Yeah. I, I was playing for Xbox uh, controller, so. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the same, um, the same lack of polish, like and and janky and crashes. I did not experience that. Um, so. And as, and as you, you and as you said, kind of at the top of this, it looks very pretty. So yeah. lack of polish seems maybe like they played a either an early build or they. Possibly had their settings just down very low yeah i'm guessing because I, I put everything on ultra and it ran really well so yeah i, I don't know um 
here we go. Uh, a, a positive review. I'll read this short okay. from MGO. Um, they say, almost as good as Wipeout, but a few major issues holding it back. I've played around 20 hours and just about done with the campaign. I played mm. a few other races as well. So you're getting bang for your buck if it's 20 hours um, per racing game as well. Yeah. Um, great sound, graphics, design, and sense of speed. Controls feel pretty good outside of elite speed. Weapon and vehicle customization systems are neat and and give the game its own identity. I agree with that. Yeah, the tracks are excellent. Um, awesome soundtrack. Uh, cons. A, a few of the tracks are very amateurish in design. Not fun to race on. Um, career mode teams, not memorable. Need more flavor. Bugs at launch, most of fixed as of now. So, yeah. I I I I agree with um, the unique uniqueness it has from the mm. the vehicle and weapon customization. So nice, nice. So maybe it's kind of the game um, to pick up for people who are au fait with this style of uh, racing game and want something a little bit different. Um, do you think it would be? Uh, do you think it'd be difficult or? or too much for people who you know don't play this kind of style of game at all you know is there is there a level of entry to this kind of experience i think there is with like all racing games really um, yeah most games have you know this sort of have difficulty modes um obviously when you're playing online with any game it's a bit of a crapshoot to be honest mm -hmm. uh, but yeah i, I think I don't know if there was a tutorial or anything. So because what I did notice is that as soon as I got into the game, I was like, okay, people are shooting me. I don't know how to shoot back. <laughs> went, went, pressed, pressed start and went into the um, uh, controller layout menu. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, that's that. That's that's this. Because well, my first race, I was just like at a standstill at the beginning of the match because I thought I was revving up um, by pressing. Uh, the trigger button mm. oh, um, to accelerate is like the A button. <laughs> really? Oh, oh yeah. what? I, was, I just sat there. Um, and I was like, I'm not moving. <laughs> I, was, I was jamming on the right trigger. <laughs> What's going on? So, but yeah, um, it, it all felt. I, I I completely agree with not being able to rebind the mm. the um, uh, controls because that sucks in any game, but. Yeah, I. It, it doesn't make sense. Natural. Yeah, it doesn't. But it still felt natural for me. Um, with with someone who's obviously accustomed to using the R trigger, uh, to to move in a racing game. Um, yeah, it didn't feel out of place or or, um, like I was playing a crappy Assassin's Creed game when you when R one <laughs> is on, is the action button. Like, like yeah, it just yeah. felt fine. Good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, it does sound absolutely up my street. Uh, yeah, I, I was trying to look if it had that. What do they call it a deal when you can remote play with people? Oh, uh, yeah, Steam remote play. Got it in one. <laughs> I, was, I was looking to see if, uh, Yeah, I should have just given you the code to be honest, Ben. <laughs> but I was like, Pacer, what's Pacer? And I was like, Yeah, I'll take that one, sure. <laughs> I was listening, I'd be like, Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah. Ben would have played with this. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see how to remote play. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll get an evening at some point to yeah. take a look. Uh, good. Shall we open some more beers, Adam? Yeah, let me um, rinse my glass. We could run an ad break or I could just walk away. Run an ad. Yeah. Yeah. Run an ad for the Twitch humans. Hello, yeah, Twitch although, humans. Although we we had a couple and they literally just bounced. Um, but eh, <laughs> I think getting the uh, rhythm of that is reasonable. They'll be back. They'll come they back. Audio listeners, you haven't gone anywhere yet. You're still Sorry. with us. You can hear the faint water trickle at the background. Oh, Forty clean, seconds. Fresh that's Adol telling us how much ad time is left. Yeah. Sorry. What Let were you saying? Look at what ad it is. Is it Pringles again? Is it Sky again? Mm. Obviously, everyone that listens to this oh, podcast. Oh, it's uh, a video game. It's a video game. Oh, oh is it? Makes sense. Uh, it looks like Warframe. It looks like, oh, God, for. Uh, oh, oh, no, that's even worse. PlayStation are pushing then. Oh, oh, yes, it's a PlayStation. Oh, and Red Bull. Yeah. It, there's, there's a Red Bull guy and he's playing a game. Oh, I see. I mean, we're, Red we're, we're back, Bull. but so this makes very little sense. But <laughs> because, on, uh, Yeah, me. Hey, it's me. What do you want? Cool. I have this. The last of my birthday beers from um, one of my housemates. Because I nice. was like, these are really great choices, and I'm going to save them for the pod. Um, nice. It is a left-handed giant uh, Plentiful Rains, the black IPA with coffee. Ooh. Uh, nice. Really gorgeous, as always, left-handed giant. Oh, my God. There we go. Tin. Um, yes, so it is a black IPA, 6.5%. Uh, it's an Ethiopian Aramo Lot 1 coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Idaho 7 and Simcoe Hops and brewed in collaboration with Triple Co Roastery and the Coffee House Project uh, that's I mean that's all you need to write and that's all they did write hmm. uh, it's a nice tall can 6.5% I thought I was like oh, at least that's that's heavier than the last few weeks I've had and then Ben's like I have 8 or higher can't help it can't help it. That's what I want at the moment. Yeah, no worries, so man. I mean, that's kind of what I want at the moment, too, especially tonight. But I've got an unopened bottle of whiskey that also was given to Mimi for my birthday. So um, depending on how the night goes, because we're recording this on November 3rd, um, boy, I might, might get cracked. <laughs> Stay off Twitter. Let's hope you don't uh, eat it. Oh. Yeah. Um, it, was it? Um, it was called Plentiful Rains. Is that yes. the rains down in Africa, or the ones that keep uh, yes. children at bay? Uh, yes, it's the rains down in Africa. Perfect. Uh, specifically, Ethiopia from the coffee, I, I assume. Yes. yes. Yeah, but yeah, R A I N S. Cool. Uh, so I am going to open uh, a beer from America. Also themed this evening. Uh, <laughs> this is from, uh, I think it's a Adroit Theory. A-D-R-O-I-T. Adroit or Adroit? Adroit. 
I mean, Edward. I mean, if, yeah, I guess it depends on if they're pronouncing the French the French way. Yeah, yeah, Ardois theory, perhaps. Um, so, I get it. yeah, it's got a. I, I was instantly drawn to this can, which looks metal as fuck. Um, <laughs> I mean, if the can isn't metal, something's like, gone wrong. It's ben. covered in moths and fucking skulls. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down. Um, it does say that it is ten percent. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't tell me. I don't think it tells me what the beer style is. Oh no, it does. It's a hazy triple IPA. Uh, it's been double dry hopped. It's got mosaic, citra, azaka, sultana, and Idaho Seven. Uh, the beer is called Evangelion Thirteen Bardial. <laughs> If you'd like to read that there. It sounds uh, like uh, what it's that's some anime ass anime shit, isn't it? It sounds like the title of an Evangelion fucking episode, so that's fine. Um it's uh it gives you lots of pairings on the back. Food, uh lacquered ribeye and tiger fruit salad. You can also pair it with uh mm, pave vecchio cheese. Mm-hmm. Or you could pair it with a crowned heads, the caramel, uh, bellicoso, fino lay cigar. Oh, don't know I mean, where I'm gonna get one of those cigars from. Right? Cigar hmm. pairings. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what fucking plane of existence we're on at the moment. Um, <laughs> one I'd like know. to. Be. <laughs> Not rich. Who knows? Or... It, it tells me that it's can number five thousand three hundred and seventy-seven of. 15,000 cans as well. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. Adwar theory or adroit. That is depending on what you very want to interesting. Yes. Where on earth did you source this? Which from the bottle shop? Bottles, bottles yeah. of this, mate, from bottles of this. Which pentagram did you draw to <laughs> in Dark God? It's my draw. <laughs> did it come out your cigar humidor or something like that? I opened the box and there was just this piece of paper with a name on telling me what to buy to accompany uh, all of the cigars, obviously, that I smoke constantly. Uh, it's very it's very fizzy. Um, these cans have been sat on my shelf for a good four days, uh, and it's only been transferred over into the fridge uh, today, but it, it fizzed as, it, as I cracked the can. Very, very aggressive. Um I'll let that sit for a minute. Adol, we'll come back to you. Me. It's me. For the left-handed drive. Yes. Look at it. It's thick as fuck. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Remind me next time to make to actually deal with this blurring thing, because the fact that it, like... There we go. I'll put my face behind it, and then you can kind of <laughs> see... Uh, but now you see the reflection of... The, wow. Sorry. Most people listen to this on the podcast and are just like, just stop talking about what it looks like and just talk about it. Um, so it's very dark. It's very thick. clings to the glass. Very thin head even on the pour. It's not like it just dissipated. Um, I mean, it smells fucking great. Um, you get nice. coffee immediately, but not only. You get kind of a, a sweetness. Um, a sweetness and almost a maltiness, like above the underneath the coffee. There's something else. There's, there's something about the sweetness. I want to say it's like a slight plum or prune tinge. Mm. Um, so like a deep dark fruit in the middle of that. Um, 
it's hard to tell because like that the the coffee is just sitting there on the nose. But what's nice about it is it's sort of like at the one third level, just constant, um, and then everything else is sort of going above or, or below it. Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Some good sounds. Yeah. Mm, ooh. Mm. You can, you can quote me on that, left-handed giant. Um, it does sound satisfying. It, it is. I mean, it's only 0.5%. Like you're, you're taking little sips as well. Oh, yeah. I, I, this is a, a beer that I'm going to try and savor just because there's so much lovely taste and you don't need a lot to like go through that taste curve. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you're getting the coffee um, on the back end it sticks to your mouth. It's got this lovely velvety light texture, which again, 6.5%. So it clings just enough. Um, oh, sorry. Just that finish. So like after about like five ish seconds, the coffee really kicks in and you're like, Oh, this was really satisfying. Like the, so the finish sort of fill finishes kind of malty. But then the coffee kicks in and it goes really well with the maltiness, but feels like a different thing. And that yeah. ends slightly sweet with this lingering coffee. And the maltiness is very much on like barely there. It finishes quite not as malty. Probably because it, it it's a it's an IPA. Um, so like there's just not a lot of malts, but because of the coffee, it's bringing those malts super forward for like the initial taste and, and the first hit of the finish. And then the it because my IPAs aren't that malty, those go away and the coffee kicks in. And then the more um Yeah, so so that, so then like I am not as familiar with Idaho seven. I can't easily place it, but it's the Simcoe and the coffee that, that makes this really interesting finish that also gives you mm. a slight fin uh sweetness feeling, uh, while being coffee. Um Yeah. And then I think the idea Idaho 7 might be giving you because Idaho 7 gives you uh, am I thinking of Idaho 7 giving you a little bit of sort of coconutty sweetness yeah I think that's what um, it is then yeah that sounds about right um, and it's you know it's an IPA it's 6.5% it's got coffee in it all of those are like a step below what you would think it's not a punch you in your face kind of drink it's, yeah and so like the IPA is, is like I said it's like Really nice, sort of hoppy and a little malty forward, and then fade into a bit of maltiness, and then kick back mm. into um, just the coffee and the hops. And all of this is sort of, again, not super strong in your face, but very clean and clear. Um, so it's, uh, which is really nice because if these were bolder, like if this was a bolder coffee taste and a stronger IPA taste, I think you might tire of it. And, and I think. I will end up nursing this because it, it is that step below on like strength, but very clean and the taste curve is so lovely and the tastes are so nice, but I can, I can easily just keep coming back to it. I don't think I'm going to be like, Oh, I'll just take a bigger quaff because like, oof, it's like, it, if it's these big flavors, sometimes you have this feeling that will just take the big sip of the big flavors, enjoy that curve, take another big sip in a bit. You know, you take the beer in like four hits this is going to be like a 15 to 20 hit thing because I kind of don't want it to end. Yeah. And like I took Good. a bigger sip in the middle of smaller or tasting sips and 
Taste curve is about the same, so it's like, okay, I'm not getting a lot more out of it, except maybe better coverage in my mouth to make all my mouth enjoy everything. Um, so yeah, this is an excellent beer. Um, not that I'm surprised by Left Hand Giant, but I'm surprised at the coffee and IPA going so well while neither tasting super IPA nor like super coffee beer. Like it's just, like I said, it's more low key and those things are working really well together. Um, so if you don't like coffee, you might not like the finish, but again, it's got that slight sweetness on the very end of the finish. So it doesn't eat, leave you like I just had coffee taste. So, mm. um, yeah, it's like one of those where even if you didn't like one of those moments, it, like the ride is really good. Nice. Yeah, very good. nice. Good. Um, in my mind palace, I think I have conflated Idaho 7 with Sabro. I think oh, Sabro is the one that is the coconut-y, very sweet kind of pina colada-y type uh, hop. Idaho 7 seems to be appearing more and more. Like this, this the, the beer that I've got has got Idaho 7 in as well. It does seem to be appearing a lot more. Is Idaho 7 maybe... Uh, citrusy, earthy, and floral. So Jack. actually, okay. So, so it's piney, tropical, fruity, citrusy, earthy. So I think that's mm. actually it's a citrusy, tropically. I'm noticing, mm. and then I think the piney. I, I was again also noticing. So again, with the Simcoe, I think they're they're coming together to make this, and and it might also be the malts. But again, it's not like it finishes like oh, I feel sugary. I'm just saying like it finishes on a sweeter note than the than the the rest of like then the, when the coffee is the strongest so it yeah. might actually just be with the coffee flavor fading and so it feels sweeter but again it doesn't finish sweet it just feels sweeter on that swing um but yeah i think the earthy sort of tropically is probably what's going on yeah good good uh so evangelion from adwa theory if that is how you say it has a nice nose. It, again, as with the whiplash, it's a it's a block of color. It's super super thick. Uh, it's very orange though. Uh, the, the the whiplash, the apocalypse dreams. There's a little more yellow, a little more straw in color. This is it's very very orange, um, but it looks lovely, and almost like blood orange, not just orange, like blood orange mm. as well. Um, Oh fuck! Oh, had a lovely nose. Lots of lots of fruit in there. And again, the flavour. There is a lot going on. There's so much fruit in this. Hmm. A little bit of carbonation. Not as much as the whiplash. Not that kind of clean, refreshing sort of taste. Which, with the whiplash, I found really good. Being a, a double IPA, having that extra kind of that level to it. This is much more of a, I mean, it's an American beer. It's like an American double IPA or triple even IPA, as they suggest. Um, it's subdued. It's subtle. Hmm. There's a lot of fruit happening in this. There's a little bit of a bitter finish, but you could easily mistake this for a... Uh, you know, a, a lighter beer, something around the seven, seven and a half to eight percent sort of thing. Not the, uh, what was it, ten percent that it is? Yeah, ten percent. You do not get that from this whatsoever. 
such a such a light nose and again you're getting this maybe i say blood orange in color you're getting a little bit of an orangey waft from the nose as well there's barely any head to that whatsoever and you are getting a little bit of citrus definitely some orange in there something that's a little bit more something that's a little bit more pithy as well it's not it's not grapefruit it's not edging towards one of those kind of danker melons but it's something that's just a little bit more pithy in there um, but that combination is really really nice Fuck, that's going back far too quickly. Um, <laughs> that's probably me checking out for this episode. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to sit here <laughs> just smash this back. <laughs> oh, it's very, oh, it's so good. My God, that's really fucking good. Excellent. I haven't had a beer like this for ages. Amazing. Right, I'm going to stop talking about this beer. Really? I'm going to drink it. I'm going to no, talk about it later. Let's move on. Let's move on. I did have a game I want to talk about, which I might jump in now and talk about just in case the 10% does hit me at some point. And I'm going, so the game... Um, I don't want to get to that point. So I'm going to talk about Vampire. Oh. It was a Ooh. free PlayStation Plus game last month. It was. Yeah. Hey, remember, remember PlayStation? I don't... Yeah. I don't remember the last time I turned mine on. <laughs> I turn mine on for the free games normally. All the exclusives. I, I go to store.playstation.com slash en-ca slash PS plus or whatever. Uh, yep. Once a month, sometimes once every two, and click get, and then I forget about it. <laughs> I should look when the auto-renew is, because I don't think it's worth it for me. Turn anymore. that off. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Turn that off, yeah. Save your um, money. So... I've been playing Vampire. It's from Don't Nod. We love Don't Nod. Don't Nod are great. They make some fantastic games. Mm -hmm. Vampire is a very different game mm. to the, the Don't Nod games that I have played. Mm -hmm. um, Life is Strange, Tell Me Why. Um, they also made, uh, is it Remember Me? Which yeah. was a bit more of a platformy type game, which I didn't play. But Vampire kind of walks this odd line in that they want you to have a lot of conversations. There's a lot of dialogue to be had in this game. There's a lot of discussion and a lot of um, a lot of discovery through their dialogue. Talking to one person might reveal something about another character. Hmm. But they bring in these action combat elements to it as well. And I actually really like the change to that sort of genre. I like where Vampire sits in their kind of catalogue of games that I have played. It is different, but it does it well enough that I like the change-up. So you're, a, uh, you're a, a character called Dr. Jonathan Reed. You've come back from uh, World War One. You're partying. You're hanging around London. And you become a vampire. You get bitten by some character that you don't know. And suddenly you have a skill set uh, that is otherworldly, that 
for a vampire. Vampiric. Yes, and you have this thirst for, for blood as well. So the the game kind of wants you to constantly consider whether you should um, drain citizens versus what their impact on the world has. So you're going around a very small, very limited um, map of London. It's very corridor sort of based. So it's not a big open world. You know, it's not like anyone who's playing sort of like Watchdog Legions at the moment being able to drive around wherever you want. It isn't like that at all. It's much more of a uh, sort of like a Soulsborne style game where you have specific corridors leading you through. I, I say Soulsborne, you know, this is like a, a PS2 level map kind of design where you're moving between areas and you have corridors taking you to those areas sort of thing. Um, I remember from Mark Cerny's PS5 conversation about uh, one of the early kind of... Give me your ears! I I can't remember if it was Jack or Daxter or Ratchet and Clank where he was talking about hiding loading screens through convoluted kind of pathing through areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Vampire doesn't do that. You walk over a bridge and suddenly there's like a three-second loading screen. You, you, You might not catch it, but you may just catch it if you're moving fast enough for it. Um, and that's fine, but it has that feel to it. You're moving through areas, yeah. and areas are leveled as well. So there's a there's an RPG mechanic to this, and eating people, mm. eating okay. the citizens, eating will... them or just drinking their blood, okay. draining their blood, draining their blood. You're not eating them. That's fine. Yeah. Draining their blood will give you a, a set amount of experience, and that will obviously allow you to level up faster. Uh, so far through my playthrough, I haven't drained any citizen yet. Damn. Um, you drinking pl- pig's blood or something like that? No. Uh, there are enemies. So there's uh, mm. what are called, they're called scal, which are like lesser vampires almost. And they're kind of like the, <laughs> the standard enemy that you have. There are also vampire hunters who are kind of roaming the streets who you just come across and you can fight. But the experience so, so wait, sorry. Com- These guys are just like, hey, if I just walk around long enough, maybe I'll bump into a vampire? <laughs> no, no. There's, so you're, you're kind of at the end of the war, Spanish, what they suggest is Spanish flu mm. is like running rampant through London. Um, but there is this hint that it isn't Spanish flu and that it is this kind of vampiric maid and it kind of masks itself as Spanish flu. Uh, mm. But luckily, Jonathan Reed, the character you play, is like the world, Europe's leading fucking blood guy um, and is a doctor and, yeah, and can <laughs> kind of analyze blood and all of this sort of shit. So they, they pull that kind of thing into this game as well. So you're centered very much and your base of operations is a hospital. Um, There's lots of stuff that kind of comes up with that, you know, like the idea that is this character, does this character have much time left in the world? Could I just drain them and gain uh, like a thousand experience? Whereas if I kill an enemy, it gives me five experience. So actually taking this character out, and draining them gives me a massive boost. Mm-hmm. And I've hit a point where I haven't drained any characters, but I am four or five levels below the enemies that I am starting to encounter. And it, it's pushing me. It wants me 
to yeah. start to consider the idea of taking on characters. And I've come across, you know, unsavory characters, Reverend ones that Herring, wouldn't be missed, that I don't think would have much impact on the well-being of the area. And again, that's another consideration. You have to have the well-being of the, the area that you are in. in um, characters have uh, ailments, so some may be suffering from headaches, and you can make some medicine to give, you know, make paracetamol to give to those characters and change the status of different areas. But taking out certain characters will have an impact on that. And it's very much kind of uh, putting up the flag for certain characters to be like, you could probably just take this character. <laughs> like, he seems like a complete asshole. Right. Don't yeah. worry about it. This is the guy. And I, I, the first character, it gives you that tutorial mode through to say, this is what you can do. You can drain some characters. Um, I'm like, I don't want to do that right now. Like, uh, he, he on his bar, it shows that I could get, like, 500 experience from him, which seems a lot at the moment. But his bar's only half full. And actually, through conversation and through giving him medicine, I can improve that experience mm. so I can get it up to, like, 1,500 or 1,000. You're or grooming like him. <laughs> so you're grooming certain oh, characters. Wow. Absolutely. Mm. So you are grooming some characters <laughs> to get more out of them. Um, but still, I don't think I found any characters where I really want to kind yeah. of to kill and uh, and level up through this. <laughs> I think I'm much more happy to explore, to find things, to take to, down enemies, to like grind um, and, and grind through it a little bit, and grind through it a little bit. And you get you do get like uh, invite or, or mission based kind of experience and stuff. Uh, so. There's a kind of like this through story. You're this new vampire and you're this doctor as well. So there's this kind of story in the hospital. There's this story around being a vampire and all this sort of stuff. And it's written quite well. I'm engaged. It's keeping me going through it. Um, it has those Souls-like elements of this kind of like tight corridor-based kind of map. Uh, oh, you sleep and that is when you can spend your skill points and enemies will appear again after you sleep. So it has that kind of bonfire mm -hmm. effect that yeah. Dark Souls games have as well. So you've got a little bit of a grinding notion in that sort of sense. You can clear an area, go and sleep, go back and clear an area, go and sleep, you know, that sort of stuff that's kind of going on to it. But it it feels like such a different game from Don't Nod that I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is, uh, you know, playing Tell Me Why I got through to partway through the third episode and there's only three episodes but i put it down and i mm. don't know whether i will go back to it like the story was compelling enough to get me to a point mm. yeah but it seems to have uh, um stalled a little bit and, and petered out a little bit and i'm not as interested as i was earlier when there was much more intrigue and stuff to the story whereas vampire kind of has a better balance of gameplay versus that story and that kind of those dialogue options that it wants you to uncover i think actually that, that even though kind of like life is strange 2 very much followed the first uh game it's it you know that, that is that 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 series um and they've done tell me why which does follow a little bit more of the life is strange of the model I want to see something like Vampire from again. Like I, I yeah. you know, this is this is good. It's 
maybe it's a bit more mid-tier in terms of the um the graphics hmm. and kind of the not the jankiness but the you know you you hit an enemy and they hit a wall and they die and then they're just kind of <laughs> wobbling sort of against the wall for uh five minutes until the body kind of disappeared and sort of left the area and come back hmm. um but... Is this before or after you groom them? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely before. I think once you groom them, you probably put them down on the bed and stroke their hair, and then you fucking. Uh, no, I don't. I haven't done that yet, Lucy. I haven't done that yet. Okay. I've tried to be a nice vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not going around it just eating. It reminds everybody. me of that uh, Treehouse of Horror, uh, of Terror uh, episode. Was it the first one where like they're on Kang and Kodos's ship, and they find the book like how to eat humans and it's like yes how, how to cook humans and it's like how to cook for humans. yeah <laughs> this is the that's an old joke yeah that, basically yeah i i i always think about the simpsons so that's fresh in my mind all the time yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I, I just, just a, as a random uh, aside my uh, my brother um uh, has a massive toothache at the moment and mm. is having his tooth pulled out in mm. like a week's time or something like that. Um, but because it's locked down and he isn't registered with a dentist, he had to go for a private dentist. He couldn't go to NHS. So mm. to get a root canal instead would have cost him a lot of money. Anyway, he messaged, or actually his, his partner messaged uh, us as a, as a big group, like the family group, saying blah, 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 blah. Uh, they've suggested that he needs to go on a dental plan and all I responded was with Lisa needs braces. And no one apart from my brother got it. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as he got it. This was only for you. Yeah, and I'm exactly. glad that you understand. Lisa That's really needs... good. Dental man. Just like, instantly hit me. Like, yeah. The Simpsons is just so ingrained. Yeah. But, but can I ask you a question? When was the last time you watched a new episode? Oh. I watched watched an old episode of The Simpsons a month ago because I came downstairs and one of my flatmates was watching The Simpsons and I was like, and it was, it was, I can't remember the title of the episode. That's fine. Um, It's the one where Homer Homer gains all the weight. So we can King go on disability. Homer. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I was like, this I is why I watched that about six times. Because this is why I was like, I can't <laughs> believe I can't remember the episode the title. Because it's a classic, right? Um, I told everyone. Yeah, I, I I quote that episode. Oh, it's so good. Like every day. Yeah, <laughs> but my tab. Uh, I, Stupid switch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about it yesterday. Really? Were you really? I told my yeah. <laughs> I told my friends before we start working, um, because we're on the same job together. We're right. working from home. I told her watch that episode. <laughs> ah, I got you. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. And it was like, yeah. I, 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 I quote The Simpsons. I remember these. I hear the references. But like, boy, is it not been a thing I've pursued in a long time. I was like, oh yeah, so there's some weird fat phobia in that episode. It's a, it's of yeah. its time, right? It's funny, yeah. But like, uh, it, it'll never stop being funny. Do exactly. It? Like, I think we're just sort of stuck in. Uh, yes, it's in fine. the nineties. Uh, but like, I was just like, oh, th- 
shit, am I supposed to do like a rewatch of the first 12 years of The Simpsons? Because yeah, cause, um, those were the good I, ones. Yeah, because I, I started doing that um, a few months ago when so I have Disney Plus. Oh, someone that, I, mean, I know has Disney Plus. Oh, that's yeah, why that's why my roommate Plus. was doing it. One of my flatmates oh, got the like the, the couple months of Disney that. Plus. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I could try watching Into the Spider-Verse that everybody likes. Oh, or that's I could a just fucking watch great, Simpsons. That's a great movie though. Spider-Verse <laughs> yeah, is great. Yeah, but I know I know I may not enjoy that. Yeah. I know what I will enjoy. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not <laughs> suggesting you made the wrong decision. I'm just saying uh I give my recommendation to Spider Verse. I think it's probably the mm. best Spider Man movie. Better than uh, Sam Raimi's two. Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh, Although okay. I, I historically I have the lower opinion than most people do of two. That's fair. Mostly because when I saw it in theaters, I just that whole fucking scene where he saves the train of people and his mask is off. Still yeah, bothers right me. Trip. Well, it's because, and they're all like, "Oh, he's just a kid." Oh, uh, who? Uh, thanks, Spider-Man. And then, and like, <laughs> so there's like 45 people who now know his identity in the world, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. And it's like, th that's the spirit of New York. But no, yeah. no, it's not. No, it's, no, it's not. not. No one even fucking sucker punched him. Like New York's not fucking like that. Someone would definitely. But I mean, even if even if it was it. like even if they were super grateful, etc. There's no way I no one was like, I know who Spider Man is, was. just to their wife or whatever, and then it became known that his mask came off. Like if, if there was just was, no repercussions. But to be fair, they didn't. They don't know who he is. It's not like oh yeah, that's Peter Parker. Yeah, but you then, then you have to remember yeah, yeah. a giant accident happened. So then they're like, Spider-Man saved us. And you're thinking not one of them was like, oh yeah, I saw his face. And the cops were like, cool, yeah. get a sketch out. No, not one of them. <laughs> he was a uh, brunette white dude. I mean, oh, although, Tom no. Holland? No. Yeah. <laughs> the one in the uh, new Spider-Man so, game. So what actually Tom what happened Holland? Yeah, no. was Andrew they, descri they described them. his face and then when the cops put the put the sketches out, it would they Sony swapped his face to Tom Holland, and so the sketches didn't match. <laughs> it would have been so good if they'd have set that up that when the, the police sketched out his face, it'd have been like Andrew Garfield was one and fucking uh, fucking Tom Holland Maguire. was the other one. Yeah, and they're just like, nope, not those guys. <laughs> So there are rumors yeah. that both all three of the previous Spider-Man actors are going to be in, like it sounds like they're going to Spider-Verse the live action which I think is Next, a really cool yeah, idea. Spider-Man Spider 3 well, even though there's already been a Spider-Man 3. Yeah, but this How also get all appearing in it. Sorry? As, are they all appearing? That's as the rumors yeah that they've been approached. Cuz they've already they've already approached the villains from the previous movies. So like Electro mm -hmm. from Garfield is tagged in a film. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Foxx, yeah. Which is um, wild when you think about it. God, the what, 20, are going 2000s through, like, were... Alternative... They're, yeah, so Spider-Verse, right? Like, is alternate... But in live action. Yeah. And then Homer will be there holding Spider-Pig up against the scene. <laughs> and then, and, and then Spider-Ham's like, fuck, I thought I was the pig in this universe. Yep. Spider-Ham's <laughs> the best. And it the all, fact that it's it voiced by in. John Mulaney is like... John Mulaney's funny. If, if you want to watch some good comedy, at least his first two specials, which I still think are not Netflix, go for it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> good. 
Good. Yeah. And that's Vampire as well. <laughs> Go back five minutes to listen to the thoughts on that uh, no, that game. Uh, it's fun. I'm going to keep playing yeah. it. Sounds uh, really good, it, yeah. It, it, it's been on my play later list for several years. So. It's got, I mean, it's got eventually. It's got a level of jank to it, but yeah, it's good easy to get over. Yeah, yeah. Very easy to get over. Ah, uh, jank, jank is sometimes exactly what you need. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Says the guy who accidentally music. broke a game without mm. even trying today. So let's let's talk about that. <laughs> so about breaking a game, but <laughs> completely. <sighs> randomly a very yeah. random break as well yeah so uh if you didn't catch the stream earlier today um i played airplane mode uh we got a key from backronym or was it yeah right uh, uh through evolve through evolve, uh, through evolve yeah. yeah but backronym is the dev and amc the tv people uh are the mm -hmm. uh, the publisher um what? Yeah. Yep, I didn't realize that until we started and it said AMC in the corner. Um, airplane mode delivers all the thrills of a real-time six-hour commercial airline flight in coach. Oh, At least you've got yes, a wing window seat. Buckle up. Um, yeah, so... Why do AMC this? <laughs> so... There is a tie-in, sort of, but like Airplane Mode's gameplay explores airline travel down to every last detail, design of your seat, the seat back in front of you, contents of your carry-on bag, and smartphone hard drive to the behaviors of Kevin Prue and other passengers. The circumstances of your flight will change every time you play. Simply put, Airplane Mode is the most realistic flight simulation ever created. Sit back, sit back relax, and enjoy. And then they have a bunch of things in this theme description that are like, you know, the the bullet pointed lists of like taxiing takeoff and landing but that doesn't really matter so ben sat in the the virtual back seat of my virtual coach seat um and uh i thought it would be you know you're like okay so it's it's literally i'm the passenger on a plane how will this be made interesting you start up there's two modes there's a two hour five minute flight and a five hour 45 minute flight so it's jfk to mm -hmm. halifax surprised me yeah. also surprised me that i didn't recognize the airport code even though i've flown out of there several times over several <laughs> years um and then i called stanfield stanstead because i've lived in the goddamn yes. uk so long hit the highlights uh if you want to judge me as a former haligonian um that is exact that's actually what you called yourself when you're from Halifax. Really? Haligonian. That's a strange denominator. Halifaxian. Nope. Or a Halifaxer. Nope. Haligonian. Uh, okay. Welcome to the world of New Scotland, folks. Um, that's Halifax, Nova Scotia, obviously. Uh, it, it, what about old Scotland? Yeah. Old, oh. uh, so... Started up, obviously picked the two hour, five minute flight, uh, cause the stream's not supposed to be six hours. And also, boy, does it not make sense to try the short one before the long one, in my opinion. Um, and you, you, you start, you spawn in the window seat, post-boarding, pre-taxiing. And you've got a bag under the seat. You've got uh, no one. do you? We'll get there. 
So you're back on receipt. Um, you've got the a, f a few things in your pocket, the standard things like the um, emergency safety, card, safety the safety manual. card, the yep. puke bag, the in-flight magazine. Um, you've got the, the, the old school non-touch screen-ish screen with the like push the button and the remote comes out and it's real clunky and has an awkward cord. Um, you've got no one on your right in the middle seat, which, come on, that's already bullshit simulation. Um, you always have some jerk. Yeah, somehow you end up being in the window seat and then there's no one in the aisle and there's someone in the middle and they're like, well, it's my seat, so I shouldn't move to the next mm -hmm. one. And you're like, fuck you. Um, I want space. You could have space too. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then they like slouch into the aisle seat and you're like, why are you in my space? But I can't be in the middle <laughs> space. Um, I've spent too many hours of my life flying, I now realize. Uh, so, um, and then you've got this, I mean, uh, presumably it's a, a new person based on the description beside you, but we had this angry blonde lady in really uncomfortable heels, which she never took off. I mean, I don't know, I don't know whether she was angry. I mean, we read her as angry. We read her as angry, but I don't <laughs> think she was angry. Uh, yeah, she you're not like wrong. This. I mean, but also no one really had expressions. <laughs> like, so obviously this this is this was made by the Constantly. NYU NYU Game Center Incubator. Um, <laughs> so it's clearly more proof of concept that was then funded by was also funded by like uh, AMC, um, amongst others. But like, yeah, it was. Talk. the the people mm -hmm. were just a little too scary like when the guy in front of you like look looked to his side it really looked like he was peering like like peering <laughs> yeah. at you yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh i don't i don't like this at all you creepy bastard why is, why is everyone on this airplane looking at me yeah um the 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 like um what are they called? They're not stewardesses anymore, right? They're flight attendant. Flight attendant. Thank you. My mind blanked. I didn't want to say stewardess, and I was like, "Shit, I can't remember the right term." This the flight attendant, um, like, kind of floats up to you and says some shit, and then floats away because the animation's not quite there. You know, like I'm walking across. I'm walking through the plane, like. Yeah, which you know, it. if I played this on <laughs> Halloween, I'd be like, "Ah, ghost plane." Um. But that's fine, because obviously, like, most of this is, like, a cute proof-of-concept meme game type thing. Uh, and, like, if if that's where you cut corners, I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> I need to read this review. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah, go for it. Very good exclamation mark, but how do I get my food in flight? It says, no upcoming scheduled service. Break. Actually... Never mind, I got it figured out. <laughs> okay, Thumbs that's up. that 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 we should address that in a bit. Um because it sounds so from what I so when you think about a flight, right? The main interaction points are not when you get all the directions because they just tell that sort of vacantly to everyone on the flight. It's like mm -hmm. when they check your seat belts, when they give you food, when you ring the buzzer, that's about it, right? Um, so, okay, keep that in mind when you think about our experience. So I'm just going to narrate loosely how uh, 
Ben, who apparently is just like my split personality because I'm the guy in the seat, uh, and and I just dealt with this game. Um, but also, I have to say that it it had like it said swipe to start. It really felt like this was originally designed as a mobile game. Mm. Um, and like a lot of this is just click and mouse once and maybe click and drag, which again could be finger pointing. Um, and it's not, there's a lot of like poor hitboxing, unfortunately, and misclicking, mm -hmm. but also one of the only reasons I found this like not totally terrible was because I happen to have a giant ass screen. So mm. like my big screen right in front of me projecting the viewpoint of someone sitting in an airplane actually looks kind of one-to-one. -one. So mm -hmm. I felt like I was sitting in an airplane seat. But if I was on my phone, I'd be like, this is dumb real quick because you're, you're, cause you're, you're like, again, cause it's like real, real time spacing. Like your point of view is sort of top of the like a couple inches above the top of the seat to like mid chest level. So if you imagine that on like three inches high screen, yeah. you're like, I can't really make a lot out. And again, you're you're having to interact really precisely with the things. Um, anyway, so first thing I do is notice my bag, click on it, it puts it in the seat beside me. And then I click on it and it opens it. And then they go on, and then the on-screen person's like, hey, maybe you should put your stuff away. Because everyone put your stuff away. And I was like, how? And I clicked <laughs> on the thing and it closed the flap. Because it's like a messenger bag. And I clicked right. on it and it opened the flap. And the only thing I could do was take things out of the bag or close the bag. And then it's like, put your seatbelt on. And I was like, yes. Wait. No. <laughs> Why don't I not do that? I can't put my bag away? Fuck my seatbelt. Um, and... and like no oh, you are the passenger <laughs> but like it took us 20 minutes like so it was a couple minutes of like us babbling about the game as as you do in intros on streams and vods and whatever and then i we we just chatted and it was very realistic cuz like if you're coming out of JFK you're probably wait, waiting for 20 minutes before you can taxi to the runway and then take off i like that idea uh but i also got really bored and like started poking things like bringing my bag out but then one of the, my biggest complaints is like, there's no repercussions for not do like yes. if you are on an airplane and your seatbelt's undone and your bag is out and they say don't do this and then they mm -hmm. do all the directions and then they don't animate the person coming by be like is your seatbelt done up etc or, or and scold you for not putting away your bag let alone the announcement goes it tells you to put your bag away and I can't put my bag away it's it's like little things like that that broke the quote-unquote immersion but you also just made it feel more slapdash um because yeah. it was like oh shit i, I mean i didn't know I, I clicked my bag because i'm new in a game and i click on a thing and i was like now i can't ever put it away but also that's really strange because in an airplane i would like even if we were taken off i would put my bag on the seat grab my notebook put the bag back under because that's not my seat blonde lady who who scares me um, would be pissed if I was just like, this is my own seat. Like, this is my seat now. And it was just like, oh, okay. And then there were no repercussions. Like, we took off, my seatbelt was undone, nothing. I thought maybe like, oh, if you do this, they'll like, 
lurch you and next time you know don't lurch or something right or like throw your bag against the seat no um Mm. like there wasn't even there wasn't even kind of uh, a cross face from the angry woman sat next to us it was like sweaty pits and vacant stares yeah and that was it yeah like she didn't even turn to you like ah i mean she did sort of once where where i was we were chatting about her and then ben's like wouldn't it be creepy if she just like literally yeah, Ben's like, wouldn't it be creepy if she just turned to you and gave you a death glare? And as we're, he's saying this, she goes, mm. and of course she's not giving a death glare, but there's no animation. The only thing she does is blink. Yeah, she just blinks and then breathes. Just, just kind of uh, like vacant face. It was like, like she didn't even acknowledge we were there. She was just looking to the left. Yeah. But like, as as with all games, you sort of interpret in your own mind. And so like, we kind of had this rivalry. Uh, but then, again, one, one of the things that um, was really uh, great was... Th- so the other thing is the f- physics is just janky as all hell. So um, I pick up the... Because I'm just snooping, right? We haven't taken off. I'm bored. I, I do this... So, like, you know the coat hook? You can click it, and it pulls out, and then it goes back in again. I wish I had a coat to hang on it. That'd be a nice little interaction on the game. But, like, I just fired off that a couple times. I'm like, actually, I admitted to Ben that, like, often if I'm, like, stuck, like, we're taxiing for too long, I just play with the thing. Cool. Doing the same thing. I'm on a flight. But then I grab the, the, um, the waste bag, and I pick it up. I'm like, huh, this is weird. And then I just let go and it just stays there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. And Ben thought it was balancing on the seat, but it was just hovering. So then I like put, went to the side and then like was like, how far to the right can I put this and up and then let go. And then it's like, now I can't see a weird, creepy lady's face because there's this <laughs> floating <laughs> puke bag. <laughs> oh my God. Um... So anyway, I, I don't want to talk through the whole thing, but basically the things you can do are like um, you can read. Uh, so you, you've got the, you can look at the um, safety card, but you can't flip it, which was weird. And it's got this weird perspective that you like can't tilt it, but that's fine. You can open your bag, get a book and it's an actual like book book. Like it's a, it's a, it's a full book by some French guy, which is clearly like out of copyright. Uh, mm-hmm. And you could like the whole book is there. You could read the thing if you did the five-hour flight. That's probably what you'll end up doing. And actually, I think that would be an interesting. If I was interested in that book, I would try it on that game. Oh, there must be better ways too, yeah. especially if it's like public domain. Yeah, you can Download also PDF. Yeah, you can also mm-hmm. grab your headphones and their Bluetooth, and they and you can just click a connect Bluetooth to on-screen entertainment, which. Not accurate to the world, but I appreciate that's a good UI thing to do. It also, as soon as you put your headphones on, it cuts the airplane noise because the airplane noise is just this generic drone sound, Um, which after a while you're like, don't really like. Cool. Oh, right. I can just put my headphones on. Um, You've got a pen and a notebook, which you could literally just open. It's like a graph paper notebook, and you can just scroll away. Um, One thing I did... No, if they put like... uh, like, like, uh 
a crossword in it or wait for it wait wait for it lucy (laughs) so uh, one thing i will say is because of like fixed angles and the way they're trying Mm -hmm. to like orient the pen as you're drawing the pen pivots to like where your mouse is but obviously you are just drawing on the plane and that makes like writing really weird because when you're used to writing with a mouse you're like okay i have this thing and i just draw a straight line but when the thing representing the straight line starts at like a certain like acute angle and by the time you like draw the whole line it has pivoted to like an obtuse angle from your point of view because that's the perspective because you're drawing a long line it is actually really hard to do straight and there's no reason why they had to like make it all wobbly except quote-unquote realism um however uh once i realized that you could write on things uh later in the flight opened up that book it said it was a library book i just crossed out library wrote mine in really horrible mouse scrawl and got an achievement for desecrating a book so they still like like they clearly have stupid things you want to do like there's 30 achievements and desecrating a book was one of them um but yeah, it's uh, the other things you can do is the in-flight magazine is probably the most well-produced part of the game. It is like typeset and graphically designed exactly how an in-flight magazine is done. Like it starts with a message from the CEO and it's got all these generic photos and like pablum articles and they all just have a little too much white space in places. Like it's like your budget magazine, but in that magazine they have... In the back, a crossword, a Sudoku, and a Kakuro, which I don't know how to play. And we like, mm. but oh my god, trying to do the crossword with the literal <laughs> mouse pen made me feel like a three-year-old. It was kind of awful. And we didn't know many of the answers either. So no, yeah, that didn't help. But like the first thing I did was like, I think horn, and then it was like n, because like the first three letters, I was like, I am, I'm not. Nope, no, not doing that justice. Um, but that's cool, right? Like, the, you have to pen and paper, um, and you mm-hmm. could do the Sudoku if you wanted. So, yeah, all these interaction points sound neat. Um, there's also the... So so now I'm going to go on to the things that didn't work right. Uh, so, like, I talked about the mouse being awkward with the pen, but it's serviceable. But, like, in-flight entertainment. Obviously, you can't have real movies because that costs money. So they had like three, four different, um, I'm assuming out of copyright things. And there were, there was a couple like 1930s movies about flying and there was flight to the moon, the classic black and white film, one of the earliest films. And then there was a eight minute Bugs Bunny cartoon. Mm. And it's like, cool. Hey Ben, let's watch some Bugs Bunny while we wait for this, like to take off. Uh, and we do, but then we notice like halfway through, it's like, we, I, I was like, oh, this movie's like, th- this animation's so old, they haven't really synced up the, like, mouth movements to the, to the audio. They must have just, like, generically animated and it just sucks. And then, like, 30 seconds pass, it's like, oh no, now we're hearing the mouth movements and sound effects that make sense from 20 seconds ago. Yeah, it was almost, oh. it was almost like the, 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 the video was playing at uh, one speed, but the audio was playing at 1.005 or something like that. Like, it was it was just slightly off that, like, two minutes in... It got real bad. It, 
it, it, it had split suddenly. Yeah, and then and what's then the, what's the worst film you've watched on the plane? Oh, 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 that's tough. Mm-hmm. Wait, I uh, think it has to be that film with Brendan Fraser, The Mummy. With the no, that's a good film. Yeah, with okay. The, with those Alicia Silverstone animals. No, Wait. there's like these these like chipmunks and. Alvin and the Chipmunks? Forestry. No, oh, no, Forestry yeah, Animals. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, not, no, it's not Alvin. No, Alvin and the Chipmunks was, no. was Jason Lee. That was the guy from, yeah, from... From Jason Lee. Is it? From that... Is it... My name is Earl. Yeah, that was Jason the Lee. The, the ex made it big in <laughs> Kevin Smith films. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Brendan Fraser. <laughs> it's like all these Forestry Animals are attacking him. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> no. Wait, no, no, hold on a second. Uh, worth it. Trust wait. Me, <laughs> no, no. Put, oh, I... put random Fraser animals. <laughs> oh, uh, we are know. tangent central. Furry Vengeance. Furry Vengeance yes. is a 2010 American comedy film. <laughs> It stars Brendan Fraser, Ken Jeong, da da da. Oh my god, this looks awful. I've never, it, I've yeah. never heard I, of I have never heard of this. Yeah, it, this is amazing. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think that's the worst. I'm adding this to the list of bad movies I need to talk <laughs> about. Is, let's get back to Airplane yeah, Mode. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So we can finish the finish oh, god. this track. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, so, um, so what ends up happening is I hit pause. <laughs> or stop mm. or whatever to try and resync it. And then it ends up restarting the audio from the beginning, but the video from where I stopped it and it became I, I interminable. Like it was just like, nope, can't do this. Guess we're not watching movies on this flight because <laughs> everything's out of sync and there's no way to stop it. Um, Cool. I guess in-flight entertainment's out. The one thing that I enjoy about, like, because I, most of the time I fly, I'm, like, flying from, like, here-ish to Calgary-ish, like, eight-hour-plus flights kind of thing. And it's and I love watching, like, bad international cinema. Like, I love watching, like, like weird uh asian action movies or i catch up on marvel films i haven't seen sometimes i watch like you know more emotional stuff but usually it's like all right well i'm never gonna hear about these films outside of an airplane so so what is the dumb because blockbuster films are there but it's like okay well i go home i can probably find thor 7 or whatever but i'm never gonna find this weird asian heist movie ever again so i'll watch that or and, and but i've also found some real gems of um of cinema because they they get like the biggest films from other countries so it's like cool good film terrible film i'll be happy because it'll be new right either way it'll be good because i love bad movies and i love good movies uh, anyway so that's out um i know of my cell phone and i have a charger uh so i grab the cell phone Grab the charger and I can plug it into the USB slot. It's a little wonky, but the physics of the cords basically sucks. Same thing with the remote for the um, in-flight entertainment. Get on my phone, look through the pictures, and I'm like, ah, edit. Add a mustache to a cat because all the pictures of cats. Oh, that's a good meme. And then I couldn't find the thing. Turns out they just saved everything in the back. That's great. 
set a new wallpaper. It's like, ah, I'm phoning. This is neat, right? Like, I'm bored. I'm on my phone. I'm on a plane. And then I, like, open the podcast app because we've gone through the Duolingo fake thing and a couple other things. But there's a AMC, there's a, a Walking Dead app on the phone. I'm like, ah, this is why you sponsored it. Can I play a Walking Dead mobile game on this in this other game? That's crazy. Cool. Let me just check out the podcasting app. And then I start a podcast about electronic music and it I and it swipes like I click. It swipes down the like swipe menu where you can like turn on the torch and stuff. And then we can never unswipe that. <laughs> so we can't stop the podcast, switch to a new thing. We all we can do is mute the podcast or take our headphones off. We can turn on the torch, we could take pictures, but we're just stuck. We're just stuck with the menu open on a phone and no way to stop it. Now, normally this would be like an inconvenience and like if the notebook stopped taking pic like pen writing. Um however, the clever gamer designers that they are the settings on the phone are the settings of the game, including exit. So when the phone locks up, you can't leave the game. So when we finally landed, we and all the credits ran, and we're just sitting on, like, just sitting on the tarmac, there's no way to leave except Alt-F4 because the phone locked up because I dared to play one of the podcasts and like slightly click the top of the phone. <laughs> Great. So we put the phone away, ignored it, played some games on the on the in-flight entertainment because we couldn't watch things. Solitaire, blackjack, worked as intended. Um also, one of the things I do like, so there's these weird attention to detail things where, like, drawing on the notebook across the seam of the page causes it to go, like, strict line, strict line, break, break, strict line, because, like, the when you, if you try and just, like, scroll a line across a notebook, like a bounded notebook, you're going to miss the middle bits because uh, just, like, that's how notebooks work, right? You, you, you'd have to, like, con like, concertedly, like, slowly go down into the seal and up. If you just quickly drew a stroke... Because it dips in the middle, you would miss the middle bit. Neat idea. Very good execution there. But then all these other things don't make sense. Um, the coolest thing on an airplane is eating the crappy food, right? Who knows? Because one of the things in your bag is a packet of pills. And so it's like, I don't know what... I, I don't know. So so Ben and I... So, so I open up, Ben's like, huh. We should try. You should take them all jokingly. I'm like, nah, I'll take two. So I took two. Nothing seemed to happen. And then, we, like, then the in-flight entertainment broke. So I took two more. And then the the lady comes on saying, "We're about to start in-flight service." And then the whole fucking thing goes all blurry, and I pass out. <laughs> and it goes black for like thirty seconds. And then we come to. And an hour has passed on the, on the flight. So? Yeah, apparently we had sleeping pills, and that's a shortcut. So our like two hour, um, so our two hour plus taxiing game, uh, run was an hour plus taxiing. Like we, 
because it turns out basically we took four or 15 minute sleeping pills roughly, but we also nice. missed all the interaction of with the stewardesses because every other time we hit the help button, um, it's like, we don't, we can't do this right now. So I have no idea what that part is because I, we like oopsed out of it, but also we couldn't leave the game when we landed and it was just, it was all right. But again, like the, the, the chords on the game were really like physics bouncy, which was hilarious as jank. But when you start hitting other bugs, you're like, okay, you just didn't finish this game. Right. When I can't leave the game because I had the audacity to use the phone for any other reason, but exit, that kind of sucks. Um, also, I, I did some digging, and so like when you end the game, it you, it, it gives you so your reticle, which is like this big, um, turns orange on things you can like interact with, and it has the bathroom is interactable, uh, but one of the Steam reviews was like, bathroom's not interactable, so I was like, oh shit, do we do le miss the only chance? Because I didn't notice that throughout the flight, and I thought, oh, did I miss the only chance to like get out of my seat? Turns out, probably not. So kind of bad taste in like bugs and ultimately, um, yeah, it was like, there's enough, there's like too much janky bugs to say this is a recommend. Also like, sure, we got a code, but like they're charging nine quid for this. It's even if you, if you wanted the exact meme of what it's doing, it's just probably not that because again, you're not really getting those things and things lock up and Another thing is there's a chat function which exists on flights, which I've always been confused by. But like your in-flight magazine says, oh yeah, to, to access the other side of the remote, just flip it and there's a keyboard. And you're like, cool. I hit the chat function. It's like input some things. Who do you want to talk to? Do you want to bug someone? Input their seat number. But there's no way to flip the remote that we could figure out. Yeah. And, the, and the instructions in the in-flight mag were like, flip it. But I got the letter A once, and I had no idea how, because I couldn't see anything. And it wasn't typing on the keyboard. Like, you explored a few different things yeah. that it may... And so you're just like, okay, so there's a chat function. I want to harass my stupid neighbor. I can't. Um, I guess that's just a thing they have there for, for like, show. Maybe, but maybe yeah. not. Maybe, maybe I just, maybe the hitboxes were so terrible that I just couldn't, because I clicked a bunch. And so like, it's things like that where like, uh, and, and like picking up your, the book, I'm like, I want to put it in my bag so I don't forget it. I mean, the only thing you can do is click vaguely outside of the area and then it, it decides where to put it kind of. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I don't want it there. But also like, I should be able to put my bag away. Like th these things where... I think it's important to note that these are standard things you do on a plane, right? You grab your bag, you grab the thing, you put it back. And the fact that I can never put my bag back and I, there's no repercussions via being told off or takeoff turbulence or whatever. It's just like, okay, these are really simple plane interactions. I've, I feel like, again, like the, the corners were cut. And the dumbest part is if this was for the AMC stuff, right, there was an app. I have no idea what it does because phone locked up. Yeah. So I, I can't even see the AMC content. This is not, this is not a, this, and, and if that's what you're doing, you should, so basically it's, I feel like it's so buggy. And if it is doing some weird fake tie-in thing, it definitely should be free. 
and it's not mm. like nine quid is a lot for a buggy janky game that yeah. doesn't give you the minimum experience of what's going on like i said syncing audio video is a big bug um you know i'm fine with i, I guess pretending like you could flip it and have a chat and you didn't want to program chat functions but maybe don't put that in sure let's disagree on that but then phone locking up which other users on steam reported as well um i i i mean i did get a kick out of accidentally sleeping through the meal because of sleeping pills that's funny i get it and i'm never going to play it again uh so i'll never experience what food service looked like but okay but again nine mm -hmm. nine pounds like three maybe if it wasn't broken i don't know i i I had a good time, but if like if Ben wasn't there, I probably would have Alta Ford well before. Mm. Um, also, things yeah, like okay. after the phone stopped working and like we passed out, we wake up again. Suddenly, I couldn't plug the phone in again, and it's mm. like, well, I know how to do this. I did it before. Like this is what I mean by like really weird bugs. It was just yeah, it not did, consistent, it right? Yeah, yeah, inconsistent was definitely the word. Um, and, I mean, much fun was had by the two of us. Oh yeah, as we played through it, but that was—I think—that's kind of the extent of the game, essentially. Um, so, uh, I, but I will say this other thing, which is, uh, I looked at some Steam reviews, um, and I'll—I'll I'll just no flu says according to my GPU temperature, I'm running Red Dead Redemption Two while playing this. Also, PC makes more realistic airplane sounds than the game itself. Wow! So I there think I lucked out, and I didn't have like big like um requirements overhead but it sounds like it's also not optimized mm. yeah. um like a bunch of people said this type of thing okay. uh odd very odd yeah it doesn't seem like it'd be that taxing on your machine well i mean yeah and then like people mentioned that like they paid attention to the airplane sounds and like they there's a 20 second loop and you can if you just listen which we didn't because i was we were chatting um you can hear it switch like loop back because it's not seamless mm. and like i didn't notice that but also i wasn't really paying attention and, we, and i had someone else in my ear so i didn't have to listen but if i had to listen to the airplane loop for two hours because i was trying to give this game like a good shake that would have pissed me off mm -hmm. I, again i don't know if that's true but like th the fact that like, multiple people are saying this it's just like uh Mm. Um, mm. I do think the production on the in-flight videos was cool. I lo uh, like there's some interesting things uh, going on. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, what was the last thing I was going to say? Um, I had a thing and I totally lost it. If Ben hadn't stood up, I would have been like, ah, yes, this. Um, shit. Well, I'll let Ben know that there's a shit moment at 1.57 on the stream. Um, what was it? I feel like I'm just shitting on the game, and I don't want to be that. Hmm. I, I, my mind went blank on the good thing. That also sucks, but... Yeah, it, it's... It's a, it's a game that just, like... I jokingly put in the Twitch description when I streamed it was like, we're playing this game. Because I knew it was going to be something along these lines, but 
the jankiness and the bugginess made it even less like a game. Because, like, I was fully prepared. So one of the nice things is sleeping pills jump you forward. So hour, two hour, five minute trip in the air, because it's actually 20 minute taxi, two hour, five in the air, 10, 15 minutes of credits while taxiing. Which again, I feel like when, if people pick the five hour, 45 minute thing, giving them an extra, like almost hour on both ends is kind of, I get that's how airplanes do it, but that's not ideal for people doing this thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just there's too much there's just too many things that aren't optimized or like just not tested. And like I said, like I think it would have been real fun to like yeah, probably not a good stream, but like if I was by myself, I would have like there were four podcasts, so you had four half hour podcast episodes. I would have picked one or two and just listened to them and kind of zoned out in the way that like Lucy, you've said you put flight simulator, MS flight simulator <laughs> on autopilot and just, just Zen. Right. Yep. Yep. And like the graphics outside aren't great. Like the clouds are really generic. And when you land and take off, I, having come in and out of Halifax multiple times, there are way too many buildings around the airport. That's fine. I don't care that much. It's not about realism. Except it all looks real bad and janky. Like the roads are inexplicably white because they're clearly mm -hmm. feeding off of some map. Um, all of the buildings have like generic texture. Um, and again, I could forgive that if there were other things, but like it's not even doing the straightforward airplane things right like actually what would be interesting is if it like gave me a prompt it's like uh or it's like so, some sort of like hey you have things in your bag but your bag is in the overhead compartment and you have to squeeze by someone that's a lot of animation fine then at least let me put my bag and make me have to fuss with my bag at my feet and and otherwise like like that's what it is to be in the window seat and not put your bag in the overhead compartment you, you have less legroom and you have to deal with that in and out thing. Put someone in the middle seat. Maybe on alternate runs there is, but I doubt it because just the way the middle seat just owned my bag for the rest of the flight. It's like, mm -hmm. this feels like you wanted something easy, but also, yeah, again, it's like little things where it's like someone should scold the shit out of me. I, I like just left my uh, seatbelt off for most of the flight on principle because it didn't seem to matter. And you're like, if there's anything on an airplane that matters is that if you don't have your seatbelt on most of the time, they're going to scold you, right? Uh, and, and maybe there's a nighttime mode with a blanket um, but I where you get scolded if you don't put the blanket over the thing. But I doubt it because Violent they're clearly not turbulence. checking. Yeah. yeah. So we had mild turbulence a couple of times and it was just camera shake. Yeah. But like nothing yeah, yes. moved, right? There, were no, there was no impact except the camera. And it would be fine if the other things were kind of in line, but mm -hmm. that just gets added to a list when things, other things aren't like, there's just no forgiveness on that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I was just real, like I had a good time, but also I didn't pay for it. Like if I paid yeah. for it, I'd be annoyed as shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I could, uh, I think that's it. Uh, I was going to do some good place to finish with it. Yeah. I, I, I was going to read some, um, reviews but I, I sort of touched on what they were saying and i think i've i think mm -hmm. i've just kind of started dumping on it instead of what i wanted to say was it was entertaining for us and there were some bugs but don't buy it i guess 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's a fair, uh, a fair point to make. I think it very much says that in the uh, description of the game. It is like, this is sitting on a plane for the length of a flight and not doing very much apart from sitting on a plane. Um, it sells itself kind of as it is, I think. Uh, but that is airplane yeah. mode. Yeah. Um, Good news. I, I found a uh, video, a HD video, no less, of Furry Vengeance. That is Ooh. full feature length YouTube video that I don't think the studio even cares to take down because nah. that bad a film. It's been up for five months. So Fair enough. Go. Nice. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, let's finish there this week. Uh, we'll talk about uh, analyze talk about the beers that we have drank. Uh, I'm going to very swiftly come in and and just say that this uh, Adwar Theory beer is fantastic. The Whiplash beer is very very good as well. I've had two very good beers this week. I think the Adwar Theory picks it. It's just so well made. Everything flowed very very well. Did not know this was ten percent. The Whiplash gave me a little bit let me know that it was higher there was a little bit of that alcohol in there as well with that eight percent whereas this ten percent uh uh evangelion uh 13 bardiel uh, there's no way you would tell this was ten percent it's hidden so well uh, and it just the mouthfeel the flavor that's a it's such a well-made beer uh it might be out of some people's reach it was like maybe eight nine quid roughly uh it's a beer from the states it's from um from a dwarf here in virginia okay so you may not be able to get it but it's very very good it's really really good uh and the whiplash beer would have been a winner on most weeks but uh, this adwathra is probably a winner almost every week mm. i think from what i've had Fair oh, enough. That's really good. Uh, you had the the Fest beer. Yes. And then a left-handed giant beer. Yep. Uh, I like the Fest beer. I think um, it it's easy going. It could have it almost any night. Uh, but, I mean, that's sort of what it is. It's like a, a beer I would be happy with any time of the... Like, any time when I'm just, like, having a beer. But the mm -hmm. left-handed giant, plentiful rains, uh, black IPA with coffee... It did so much, but at the right level. Like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I won't bother. Like, like go back and listen to me talk about it right on on the go because I think nothing has changed from my opinion of it. It's got such an interesting taste curve, and everything flows really well from each other. But you know, you have these different moments with the different pieces of the beer, and it never overpowers but it does like i said it does the ipa thing and the coffee thing without being a i like strong in your face ipa or a coffee beer um so well uh that like and like i said like it took i like i just finished it a few minutes ago like it's just a, a beer that you could have three of and or or like in the same amount of time have one of and like just slowly sip it depending on yeah. what you want like it, it, it's it's really versatile in that way and just so well-rounded uh and in a way that normally when you have like i said coffee-based beers they tend to like overstate the coffee and this is just like nope you're gonna notice that coffee but that's because like nothing we're doing is overextending mm -hmm. it's great so it's uh, that one uh, 
it's 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 good that we're getting that coffee flavor in lighter beers in ipas and things i think lucy a couple of weeks ago you had a, a like a black ipa didn't you where the, the coffee yeah, was over time kind of yeah. Through, yeah and and actually that was nice and light and yes you were getting all of the flavors but it wasn't sort of too overpowering as well like coffee beans ethiopian coffee mm. beans as well i think yeah. and it's interesting that the the, the the coffee beers, I think, of note are, at least in the last few weeks, are lighter sort of IPA stars rather than, you know, big stouts or something like that. Mm. Uh, it's stout season there. Yeah, Bring them on. Absolutely. The next few weeks are just going to be pure stoutage. Stoutage. <laughs> I'd imagine. Uh, good. That's us this week. That's all the beers we've drank. That's all the games that we have each been playing. If you'd like to get hold of all of us, you can do so at Tanked Up Cast, either on Instagram or on Twitter. You can go to outoflives.net as well. So look at all of the stuff that we are producing. Uh, a video of Adult's Play of uh, Airplane Mode will go up at some point on the YouTube and is accessed through outoflives.net as well. There are articles, there's other stuff. Uh, Kyle had a look at the first episode of The Mandalorian, which dropped last week. He bashed up an article super quick, so that's that is there to look at. I'd imagine watch the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian first before you read his thoughts. Yeah, he, he did mention that it was spoilerific. Yes, yes. So do that. I am at Nova underscore 47 if you want to see old posts of the last two <laughs> photo mode things that I have been taking or historic posts. Uh, Lucy is... Juicy Lucy 9. Good. Yes. Message her for stuff. Whether you yeah. are still waiting for the new Hollow Knight game, because it is now. <laughs> oh, uh, quick PSA. Forgot mm. to mention it uh, earlier. Um, the new game from State of Play is it. Um, the guys who made... Cami, uh, oh yeah, inks. And stuff oh, like cool. That. It's sort of a narrative kind of adventure game. Um, nice. Yeah, it, it seems, I shall talk about it more next week because I'm only about a third way through, but it seems very promising. Perfect. Nice. At the moment, uh, Adol. Me. Me. Adol, people talk to you. Uh, they open their mouths and flap. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, you can reach me at the Omniarch. That's T H E O M N I A R C H, uh, or on Twitch. I'm the underscore Omniarch. Um, but I don't do much gaming stuff there. I mostly do gaming stuff here. Do weird productivity streams. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think of the beers and games, uh, or things you want us to try. So we do. So one of the things that we have started is First Look Tuesdays, which is noon. British standard time. Well, British time, what if it's standard to daylight? UTC. Greenwich mean Yeah, GIMT. There's so many names for the same bullshit. Um, but yeah, so it's so 12 o'clock um, on Tuesdays. Uh, it's a new game every week. I spend two hours oh, wow. trying to dive into it, div, dive into it. Um, like we said, this, this week it was airplane mode. Last week it was give us a Cthulhu adventure. Um, mm. uh, those you'll usually turn into vods, um, but like, yeah, come come join and uh, tell tell me whether I should harass the lady beside me with a, a waste bag. 
Your answer to that is always no. Hey, we, uh, I, I mean, the camera was opened, some photos were taken, and we very swiftly stopped that kind of menace <laughs> element of this game. Like it, it went from, I'm testing the camera, but also, she looks so creepy, I should capture this. I wonder if it'll, like, let me see these captures later, too. I'm now just taking a picture of a stranger on a flight, and even though it's not a real person, this feels weird. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Airplane mode. Just watch this Fairy Vengeance instead. Yeah. yeah. Good. So that is us this week. Uh, we have been tanked up. Go to all of those places to chat to us and uh, hang out with us. Come to our Discord. You can search for Out of Lives Network on Discord. Come and chat to us. Do that. It's fun. We're always yeah. there. Where we inhabit yeah. the internet, mostly. Okay. Uh, but for another week, we've been tanked up. Bye-bye. Ta-ra, good night. Ciao. www.outoflives.net